This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Boys, welcome everyone to another night of um, Torah learning over here. Derechime Torah Center. Welcome all Torah Anytime viewers. It's a big night. It's being recorded, right? You sure? The red light is on. All right, boys, welcome everyone. Um, look, this parasha is phenomenal. And, and like always, I'm going to bring one main pointer of a lesson that we have to know for life, for life. First of all, what's the attitude for the Torah about retirement? A guy hits 65, 75, retirement. What is the Torah outlook of it? I'm explaining to you right now everything about it. By the way, again, no matter, even if you're not 65, 75, don't worry, this shiur is going to be something for every single age group throughout life. It starts from the age of 0 till 120. First of all, where, where in the Torah that it says that we must pray? The Rambam, anybody know where? Where does it say in the Torah that we have to pray? Anybody know? Tefillah. Which mark, please? Shut that door, please. Where, where in the Torah? Anybody know? Take one, anybody want to guess? Gindi, you want to take a guess? Yeah, but what's the pasuk where it speaks about uh, prayer? In the Torah, we say it every day in Kriyat Shema. Ul ovdo bechol levachem. Avodah. Ul ovdo. Zohi avodah shebelev. What's the avodah of the heart? Zohi tefillah. There's a kesef mishneh on that. And it says, on, the Rambam said that. The kesef mishneh says, wait, there's another, there's another, there's another, uh, Pasuk. It says, Otot Avod. Go serve Hashem. So over there, they bring down over there, Otot means serving Hashem with Tefillah and Torah. So therefore, a person must understand, Adam la'amal yulad. A person is born to be amel. To work. To work, meaning to say, work in what? Work in the service of Hashem. I'm going to tell you a personal story that happened to me today. I was with my Rebbe. We're sitting down, we're learning. He tells me like this. He tells me, he tells me, his, his grandfather, tell me his, grand, his great-grandfather, I should say, his great-grandfather was in the Shi'urim of the Hafez Hayim. Hey, listen to this. Nathan! My, my Rebbe's great-grandfather was in the Shi'urim of the Hafez Hayim. And he said over there in the Shiurim, he says, what do you think the Hafez Haim talked about a lot? What would you say? What would you think? What would you think? I said, I said the same thing as you. You would think that. You know what he spoke about? He spoke about Hevle Olam Hazeh. You know what Hevle Olam Hazeh is? Hevel Habalim Amar Kohelet Akol Habel. You know what Shlomo Amelech had? King Solomon. He had money. He had fame. He had many wives. He had a glory. He was king. He had rulership. He had everything. And what does he say? Does not say one time? He says, Everything is evil. Meaning what? A person cannot lose focus on why he is here. A person cannot lose focus on why he is here in this world. Because why? How do I know that? 
How do I know that? You look at the Gemara. Today I was learning with these boys. The Pasuk says, what does it say? What happened over here? There's a story in the Gemara that says there was a crazy awesome wedding and everybody was going crazy, everybody was going wild and going majnun. And what did the rabbi do? The rabbi took an expensive glass or a vase, a cup, a huge something crazy worth thousands of tens of thousands of dollars. Gemara says it. You can look it up in the Aleph Amulal of Berachot. And in the middle of the wedding, chucks it on the floor. Habibi! All of a sudden, everybody stopped. Whoa! What happened? What happened? Why did he do that? Why did he do that? You know why he did that? Because a person, when he, if he gets into a crazy party mode, you might forget what? Your purpose. Your purpose is to serve Hashem. That's why you're here. Why are you here? To serve Hashem. That's why you're here. And if you're going to go party hardy too much and you get crazy, you're going to forget that. And therefore, what did the rabbi do? He broke a glass vase worth thousands of thousands of dollars. Fuck! You might say, what do you mean? Rabbi, you can't waste that much money. How could you waste that money? The answer is it wasn't a waste. It was a wake-up call. It was a wake-up call that a person in life has to not lose his focus. There was a wedding. Shut the door, Mark, please. Shut the door. There was a wedding. Again, this says over here, over here. And you know what he said in the rabbi? This is a Gemara, by the way. I'll read you the Gemara. It says there was a wedding. I'm going to read you this. This is how I'm going to read to you right here. Beferush, right? I'll read it to you right here. It says over here. There's a wedding. He tells the rabbi. One of the rabbis tells the other rabbi. Please sing us a song. It's a wedding. What would you sing in a party? You know what he sings? There's a big party going on. And they ask the rabbi, Rabbi, sing for us. This is a Gemara. He says, Vailan demitnin, Vailan demitnin. You know what those words mean? Woe to us that one day we're going to die. Woe to us that one day we're going to die. This is what you sing? What's going on over here? What's going on over here? That's what you sing? The rabbi is asking, Rabbi, what kind of song is this? What should we answer you back? What's the like chorus? You know, what's the next part of the what's the next part of the song? Boys, 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 please. Amale. Hey Torah, Vehe mitzvah the Magnualan. My Torah and my mitzvot will protect you. Will protect me. Your Torah that you learn and your mitzvot that you do will protect you. Do, do, do you have that clear right, right, right here? Your Torah and your mitzvot that you do in your life will protect you. They're, they are literally, when you, when you do mitzvah, when you do that Torah, you physically create an angel, malach, that will guarantee, will protect you. Now, the more you have of it, the more armor you have. The less, the less armor you have. Now, why am I telling you this over here now? The answer is, is because if you look in this week's parashat Shavua, it says, "Ve'yeshev Yaakov be'eretz megure avi be'eretz Kanan." And you look at Rashi. Rashi says something that's probably a, one of one of one of the 
famous Rashis. It's the first Rashi over here. And he quotes Midrash Agada. And I'll read you what Rashi says. Rashi says, I got to find this Rashi over here. Midrash Agada. Midrash Agada. It says over here, Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Beshalva. Anybody want to translate what that means, please? Anybody know what that means? Yeah. Yaakov Bikesh Leshev Beshalva. Wait, you got to find it over here. How come it's not uh, coming up over here? One second. Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Beshalva. Yaakov wanted to have tranquility. Hashem says, you want to have tranquility right now? We're going to send the whole story of Yosef. And everybody knows, the story of Yosef was that he was speaking to his father, about all oh, the brothers, you guys know what he spoke about about his brothers. One of the things they spoke about was, oh, they ate, uh, they ate from the korb- they ate from meat, and they didn't do shechita. Meanwhile, they did do shechita. So why did Yosef think that they didn't do shechita? Because when he saw them eating the meat, the meat was already like uh, shaking. You understand what I'm trying to say? So he felt. That he didn't do shechita, he just ripped the bone off the animal and they were eating. Or there's another answer that they bring down, the Siftech Chamin brings down, it's called Ben Pekua. You ever hear of Ben Pekua? If you have a mother that's pregnant and you shech the cow, you do shechita, slaughter the cow, and the mother is pregnant, and after you did shechita on the cow, you open it up and you see that a baby cow, that baby cow doesn't eat shechita anymore because he already did it by the mother. It's called Ben Pikua. So therefore they ate that. So that was one of the reasons why they got very upset at Yosef and because he told his father that and they wanted, what did they do to him? They really originally wanted to do what? They wanted to really kill him. Let's kill him. Who saved Yosef not to kill him? Anybody know? Reuven. Very good. Reuven. Why did Reuven save him? And how did he save him? He, why? Let's go. Let's go. Why? 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 Yehoven was the exactly not the, he was the bechor and who, who takes responsibility? Always every bechor. If you ever have a bechor, you guys I don't know if you guys know. The, usually it's always like the oldest brother of the of the family that's always like uh, in, uh, hands on in charge, right? So the bechor, you can blame on him. So what did he do to save him? He said, "Throw him where? Throw him in a pit." And what happens if you throw him in a pit? What's going to happen? Rovan said, I'll come back and take him out after. What was in the pit? It was scorpions and snakes. And Hashem made a miracle that all the scorpions and snakes went inside when Yosef came down. You got that? They all just went inside. The, there's a hole downstairs. They all, Yosef is coming. Sadiq is coming. Inside, nothing happened. Reuven said, as soon as I come back, the brothers are not there, I'll go get Yosef. So, the brothers are going, they're eating, they're having lunch. One of the brothers said, why do we need to just 
let him stay in a pit. Let's just go ahead and maybe sell him. There's Yishmaelim that were coming. Let's go sell him to Yishmaelim. What happens? Yishmaelim are, are, are coming. All of a sudden, who came? The Midianim. Midianim, they said, we're thirsty. They went looking for, a, for, for some water. They see a, a human being in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the pit. They go ahead, they bring him up. Now we're taking him with us. The brothers of Yosef saw what was going on. They came ready to kill them. Every single one of you, you're taking our brother, you better pay us for that. You better, we'll kill you if you take him away just like that. He's our brother, you know. Says, all right, sell him to us, we'll pay you. They paid him, and they got sold. He got sold. After that, the Midianim, they were thinking, how do we buy him so cheap? It's impossible. No way. He's probably like stolen, kidnapped, and it's like a setup, you know? So let's just sell him again. And they sold him to Ishmaelim. And the Ishmaelim went to where they, they were also scared. Sell him to like, take him to Egypt, take him to Egypt, they sent the, 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 the merchants, and the, the merchant bought it. Potiphar ended up buying it. Potiphar ended up buying Yosef. And it's brought down that when he was a slave for Potiphar, they saw that everything he touched was blessed. They saw everything he touched was blessed. They said, oh, by the way, can you get me a cold, cold glass of water? Boom. Here's a cold glass. Oh, no, no. I wanted a, I wanted a, a hot. He says, just drink it. It'll be hot. And it happened like that. They couldn't believe it. You know why? Because Yosef was always praying that Hashem should be on his side all the time. You know, when he said Baruch Hashem, it wasn't like, it became like a, Baruch Hashem became like a thing, I'm good, yeah, bro, I'm good. Baruch Hashem, you have to mean, Hashem is going to bless me, no, everything is good. He, he meant it. And he prayed all the time. So automatically, what do you want, water? He wouldn't just fill up. Say, please Hashem, help me be successful in filling up this cup of water. And he filled it up, and he gave it to him, bracha, all of a sudden, what do you want? Oh, I want hot tea. No problem, just drink it, it's going to be hot tea. It was a miracle. And therefore, he trusted him. He trusted him so much that what happens is he gave him everything. He gave him everything. And he was a wealthy person. He gave him everything. One day, his, um, um, he was beautiful, Yosef. Yosef was so beautiful that the Eshet Potiphar, it's brought down that she asked the astrologers, What's going to be with me and Yosef? Like, is something ever going to come into tuition? Am I going to marry him? Is that... The astrologers told her that a descendant is going to come out from Yosef through her. But it wasn't through her, it was her daughter or snot, that whatever, it was a whole situation. But she said, oh. And she kept on trying to be with Yosef. She tried again, tried again, tried again, tried again. And the people in, in, amongst her friends, they're like, what's going on over here? They're like, the people amongst you, what's going on? Boys, boys, please, please, distracting my, my, my thoughts, I, I can't, just, just focus. 
So he says like this. He says, what's this um, um, uh, uh, business over here? Why are you so, so, so sad? Like, what's going on? She says like this. She says, because come to my house and I'll show you. So her friends come over. She says, okay, fine. Peel some potatoes. Peel some of these items. And I'll show you why I'm so distressed. And they're peeling, peeling, peeling. Eshet 45, the wife of 45 says, Yosef, come here for a second. Yosef's walking by. And all her friends, look at him. And they're amazed how beautiful he is. He, passed, he just passed by. He walked by. And they all were bleeding from the cut that they have when they're just cutting the fruit by just looking at Yosef. They, they never saw something so beautiful in their life. Yosef HaSadiq. And they were like, shh, shh. Bleeding was coming out. Every lady had blood from her friends. Whoa, now we understand. Says, you know what? Now you understand what I'm going through? Yosef, he's so beautiful. I, I, I try, I can't even be with him. I, I'm going crazy. I do whatever I can do. I, I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. One day, there was a, like a, a get-together party at the Nile River. They were making something at the Nile. And it was a holiday. And everybody went out for the holiday break. Who didn't go? Yosef didn't go. One of the things they say is, you know, you're not allowed to be alone in a room with a girl. It's called Yahud. You know that, right? It's called Yahud. Yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah, you got to make sure. But I'm not going to go into the laws of Yahud. You want to know? We'll talk after exactly all the laws. But you can't be alone in a girl one-on-one alone. You cannot be one-on-one. It's Asud. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. It's Asud. The rabbis knew what they were talking about, by the way. There was a story brought down many, many years ago. How one time there was a guy who was alone. Da, da, da. It's brought down, I believe it's the Vushay Srad, I believe. What happened was, the lady was there. She was all alone. She, what did he do? He said, I can't be alone with you. He ended up, back in the day, they, they didn't have uh, uh, um, toilets that we had nowadays. The toilets we have nowadays is toilets. Back in the day, what did they have as a toilet? You know what they had as a toilet? Oh. They just had a hole. Underneath, they, they, they had, you just go in the manure and it's like, that's it. It was something crazy out of this world. He said, no problem. One second, one second. He ran in the back. He jumped in the hole with all the manures and he swam inside to get to the next, uh, next hole in the, in the building and go up because he didn't want to be with her. He didn't want to be, even, uh, be with her to do any avira with her. He was going on. What are we like? Okay, Rabbi, don't worry about it. It's all good, Rabbi. No, no, no. It's not all good. If the Rabbi say you're not allowed, you're not allowed, finish. No, I'm stronger than that. Oh, you're stronger than that. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see now. Let's see. And that's what actually bring down, Midrash brings down, that's why the test actually came to Yosef, because Yosef was there alone right now. And now what happens is, she dresses up to go with Yosef. She changes her clothes. It says she changed her clothes Three times a day, just to try to get get, get to Yosef. Three times a day, she changed this, change that, change that. Then it came that day, she dressed up and she wanted to get Yosef. There's another midrash that brings down that they tied a knife on the neck of Yosef because he was looking down. No looking down. Look, you get, if you look down, you get. And it was crazy. Finally, the day came. The day came. 
and she tried to tell him, you know, let's go. And Yosef ran away. He ran. It comes to show you, if a person's in any situation, Yehud, run! You know, like, run! No, run! 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 Just run! Just run! Who cares? Just run! You have a in a situation in Yehud, just run! Just run! Who cares? Make believe you're a lunatic and just run! That's what Yosef did. He ran! What happens? You know what happens? As he ran, he escaped. The wife of Potiphar says, Oh my goodness, Yosef might tell my husband that I was the, that, 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 she, that he might tell the husband on me. Yosef might tell my husband on me. So you know what I'll do? I'll make a setup. What's the setup? I'll call my friends, they call the friends, and she says to her friends, Go home, and we're going to set this up. Go tell your husbands that Yosef tried to pull a move. And when I tell my husband, he'll believe me also because look, things are going around. It was a plan, a setup. They set it up. It happens. Now, Potiphar wants to kill Yosef. Just execute. Kill him. Oh my goodness. Just going to kill him? Finally, people said, no, maybe he's innocent. You know who said he was innocent? Osnat. By... uh, Potiphar's daughter, she was raised, she was raised by Potiphar, right? raised in the house. Osnat came and said, Daddy, don't believe anybody. It was really, it was mommy. And it was, it was really. She said, well, what am I going to do now? He went to go see the court. What should we do? He says, what's, the proof? what's her proof? Her proof is that she has Yosef's garment. He says, okay. She has Yosef's garment. She says, okay, let's see. Listen to the Chokmah. If it was ripped in the front, or if it was ripped from the back, if it was ripped from the front, then we know that was Yosef trying to go, yes or no? Yes. yes. If the shirt was ripped from the back, was Yosef trying to go? No, why? Because must be he was running away. And if he was running away, she was able to grab the shirt in the back. They take the shirt, they look at the shirt, what will happen? It was ripped in the back. Yosef is in. Yosef is in. The word got out so badly that Potiphar actually had to do something about it. And he said, listen, I have to put you in jail. You could serve me, you know, you know a little bit here and there, but you got to go to jail because the whole, the, the whole, the whole community knows now I got to do something about it. And the innocence, not innocence, you know how, what, what goes on. I, I can't, I got to do something about it. And he put him in prison. Now all that was what? Was the story of Yosef, by the way. That was just the story of Yosef. And it says, one of the things, of course, why did it happen to Yaakov at this moment? Because he wanted to be in tranquility. Right? This is Rashi, again, I'll read it to you, Rashi. It's a, you see, it really is in Pasuk Abba, Pasuk Bet, Rashi quotes the Midrash Agada. it says over there, that what? Bikesh, Nidrash Bo, Bikesh Yaakov, Hashem, Vakafatzalor, Gzosho Yosef. Why? But why? Because he wanted to sit in tranquility? Because he wanted to have a relaxation? What's going on? Listen to what he says. Tzadikim mevakshim l'shev b'shalvah. Tzadikim want to sit and relax in this world? Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Hashem says, It's not enough that I'm giving them the craziest Gan Eden after 120. They also want to just be tranquil in this world? Meaning Hashem is saying, I'm giving you the tzaddik so much, so much, so much. Now, let me get, get, let me get something straight over here. Yaakov didn't want to chill. He didn't want to relax. He didn't want to be tranquil. That wasn't his intention at all. His intention was that what? Think about his life. Think about what happened to Yaakov. He has to deal with what? First, his brother. After his brother, he had, to, he had to run away from his brother. brother wanted to kill him. After that, he had to deal with what? With Lavan, his father-in-law. After that, he had to work for his wives. After that, his wife passed away young. Rachel passed away young. He got tricked. He got this. He got that. So many things. Yaakov just wants to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to sit down and learn Torah in tranquility without having Balagan. Hashem says, no, 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 no. That's not happening. Why? Because you have to understand, this world is always on the go. This world is always on the go. The real world will be, oh, the most pleasurable thing that you can imagine. The real world, the real world is such a big pleasure, that if you would take every single pleasure in this world, from the beginning of creation to the end of time, take every single pleasure that you can imagine, from the beginning of the creation to the end of time, put in a capsule, put in, make a pill, and swallow that pill, it doesn't come equal to the pleasure that a person will get in Gan Eden in the waiting room. Before you walk into the Gan Eden, it doesn't equal up. How do I know that? The rabbis, what says it? The the pleasure in the next world is greater than every single pleasure that you could think of from the beginning of creation to the end of creation, from anybody all of time, put in a capsule, the one second, split second of Gan Eden, there you go... And then the person's going to say, I, how did I waste my life in this world? That's how it's so important it is. People, they lose focus. People lose focus. What's their focus has to be? You have to understand, there's going to be a real world. This is a sketch. Sketch. Over here, you could beat system, by the way. The whole thing is corrupt. Even, even, when it, even by, the, by the policeman, you could beat the system. Have a PBA card, ta ta ta. As a surgeon, ta ta ta. ID number, ta ta ta. Nine one seven. One of my relatives, he was doing, he was doing business with a cop or something like that. He comes to me, he says, "Okay, this is for you." I said, "What is this?" He says, "This is a PBA card. If you ever get pulled over, you take a ta." Whatever. I just put it in my pocket. I said, "You never know. You never know, right?" I put it in. It said not only did it was a you one. It had the sergeant's name, and it had the number, cell phone number. This this isn't the real deal. I remember. I I was maybe, I don't know, speeding, or this, that, that, that. The guy, you know. Well, yeah, pulls me over. I show him with the license, I put the PBA, this, that. Okay. I beat the system, no? 
You cannot beat the system of Hashem though. What you do, you'll get paid for. What you do, you'll get paid for. You do a mitzvah, you'll get paid for. You do a mitzvah, Hashem, you get paid for. You understand what's going on? That's it, it's black and white, finished. I told you everything right now, you have to know. Right, but you know, you know what? You feel so good when you serve him, you know that? You know that? There was a rabbi, Rabbi Matisyahu Solomon. There is a rabbi, he's living. Listen to this, listen to this. There was a story I heard today that they were making like a fundraiser. He lives in Lakewood. They were making a fundraiser in Brooklyn. And they told him, Aaron Cutler said, he says, Is Aaron Cutler or Makiel Cutler? I think it was Aaron, I'm not sure. No, it must be Makiel Cutler, right? He told him, He told him, Oh, no, 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 sorry. No, sorry, Makiel. It was Rav David Shustel. Rav David Shustel told him, I believe it's beneficial for you to come speak at this. I think it's important. He says, let me think about it. He thought about it. Comes back, says, so what's your answer? You can do it? He says, a soldier must do what a soldier has to do. If I have to do it, I'll do it. Meaning, I'm going to do it. Why? That day, he had a wedding in Lakewood. And that afternoon was the fundraiser. So he had to, he had to what I had to do, he had to go, he had to go from Lakewood back to Brooklyn. He had to give a shiur back in Lakewood and come back to Brooklyn or something like that. It was like twice. Brooklyn, Lakewood, Brooklyn, Lakewood. Wow. says, if you're a soldier and this is what you have to do, do it. And I was sitting there and saying, you know, is it easy to be a Eved Hashem? Is it easy to serve Hashem? Is it easy? No. So I said, it's hard. You know what Rebbe said? You know what he said? He said, it's so sweet! Is it, is it working or no? It stopped? Don't tell me it stopped. Are we, oh, wait, wait. Are we still recording from the thing? How did that stop? The Yetzirah wants to play games. I know him. I know him. I know him. I know him. He wants to play games. If it's going hard, he wants to stop it. I'm serious. That's why I know. It's going now? Okay, good. So, he tells me, it's sweet. It's not hard. It's sweet. You heard what he just said? We say it's hard to be serving Hashem. No, no, no. It's sweet to serve Hashem. It'll be so sweet, I can guarantee it a hundred million percent, a billion percent. You know why? Because the easy stuff, there's no challenge. To eat and to enjoy, ah, you know, an animal can eat and enjoy, and you can eat and enjoy, well, that's the difference. But to elevate yourself to the next level, oh, this is... You feel accomplished. You feel good. You feel good. Look what I did. Look, not in a, not an arrogant way. Look what I accomplished. Look what I did. Look what. You understand what's going on here. You understand what's going on here. But people in life, the Yetzirah wants one thing. He wants you to forget eternity. That's what he wants you to do. If you forget about Ganeden, he got you. Because Ganeden is what is real. Gehinam is real. It's not like fake, like fire, da, da, da. No, it's real, it's real painful, it's really, really painful. Ganeden is real, real pleasure. All this is, it's a sketch pleasure, you know, think about it. Whatever ice cream you could imagine with the hot fudge sundae, the second it hits your throat, the pleasure is gone. Any pleasure in life, it has a limit to it. The second it's done, it's 
You, 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 could, you could go through any pleasure that you can think of in your entire life. And you just think for a second, how momentarily is that pleasure? Think, think about any pleasure, it's always one second, done. But the pleasure of serving Hashem is never gone. It's so, it feels so accomplishing. You know, you get, you get to, you get to my, I'll give you an example, me personally. I see, you know, you're older, see, what would you do? And you look back and you say, wow, shurim, learn. But you don't have to do that. You have to do what you have to do. You could be accomplished when you finish this Gemara, that Gemara, you finish this mitzvah, you did that mitzvah, you feel good. You feel good. And that nobody can take it away. That nobody can take it away. That nobody ever can take it away at all, ever. And guess what? This world is to do. Hayom la'asotam. Umachar nekabel scharam. Don't worry. Hashem, Hashem has it, has it, has everything to give you good. And if you're going to serve Him properly, He's not only going to give you the next world, He's going to give you this world and the next world. You know what I just said? You know what I just said or no? You know what I just said or no? Let me repeat that, let me repeat that, let me repeat that. that, that, that that's something very, very important that we have to say right now. You must understand that when you're serving Hashem, in this world, you'll have a good life in this world, and you'll have the next world as well. Did you hear that? Both worlds. People think it's the opposite. But really, guess what? This whole world, like I said, Hevel Avelim, if you think about it, think about the, what do you think is success? Let's say a person wanted to think about a wealthy person. Even the wealthiest person, what do you think at the end of old age? One rabbi told me, he went to an old age home once. Very old age home, everybody over 90s. He saw people, they were sitting there, and he saw a table, they looked so down. They were just like, didn't do much. They didn't do much. Then he saw a guy on the corner with a long white beard. And he had his Gemara open, learning Torah. He asked him, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm getting ready for my test. What's your test? When I meet Hashem, He's going to give me a test of my Gemara. I have to know it. You hear what's going on over here? You hear what? This is a life of accomplishment. This is a life of fulfillment. This is a life of fulfillment. You want to have a, a portfolio. You know portfolio? What's a portfolio? Resume. You know what a resume is? That you, what you did. What you did. This, 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 that. After 120, Hashem wants to see your resume. What did you do in this world? What did you do in this world? You ever hear of Noah Weinberger? Weinberger, he started Ish. Ish Torah, or Samer Ish. So the story goes, one time there was a guy, he wasn't, he wasn't so religious, teenager, he wasn't religious, and he came to this, uh, this house, he was supposed to sleep by them. And the plan was, look, he doesn't have a religious son. His plan is sleep over and try to speak to his unreligious son that's a teenager. So he walks in. He knocks on the door, walks in. Hi, I'm Rabbi Noah. I'm here for the stay for one week. And he started getting all this boy. So first thing he tells him, give me a Coke on the rocks. You know, he wanted to show him, like, give me a Coke on the rocks. He gave him a, a Coke, some, some ice. And then he says, let's take a walk. He said, this world is all open for you 
to change whatever you want to change in it. You understand? Say to me a favor. Can you place me my jacket for a second over there? I want to I wanna end off with this because I read this today and it got me so upset. I got this very, very, uh, I got very upset when I read this. You ready for this? Take that, thank you. Thank you, put that back for a second. I got very upset when I, when I saw this. And I'll read it to you and we'll end off with this. I'll see if I can still have it. See if I still have it. Let me see if I still have that. Yes, I got it. I got it. You ready? This is from an idiot who says this, right? I'm talking about an idiot. I'll tell you exactly who it is after. All right, you ready for this? And when you read who the name is, you'll see. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. The meaning of life. You ready? What's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of life? You know what he says? You know what he says? The meaning of life. By the way, this is supposed to be a head professor who made inventions, who created all these the molecules, all this crazy stuff. You'll see him. He says, I don't want to mention his name, such a stupid comment. Listen, the meaning of life is just to be alive. It's so plain and so obvious and so simple. And yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. This is the most idiotic statement ever. Ever. I'm going to show you who wrote it after, by the way. I'll show it to you. Should I say it out loud? I don't know. Who is this guy? You know this guy? Teddy, come over here. You know this guy? He's a professor, this, that. Go look, look over here. He died many years ago. You know that guy? He's famous, no? He's a famous guy, this guy. He's a famous guy. Now what does he say? The meaning of life is just to be alive. It's plain, obvious, so simple. Everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. This is totally opposite what the Torah is. Torah is telling you the meaning of life is to grow. It's not just to be alive. That, the meaning of life is just to be alive? That's not the meaning of life. That's the meaning of death. You just stay alive. That, that, that's life. That's death. That, that's not life. That's death. You just stay alive. Who wants to just stay alive? And he writes over there, it's so plain and so obvious, everybody rushes around in great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. Yeah! You have to achieve something beyond your capabilities. What are you talking about? Just stay like that? You want to achieve greatness. You want to be like Abraham and Yitzhak Yaakov. The, 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 the Prakavot teaches us that. Ad We want you to achieve greatness. We don't want you to be a yo-yo your whole life. The meaning of life is just to be alive. No. I'm going to show you what the meaning of life is. You ready? Now I'll read you another quote to show you what meaning of life is. You ready? And I quote, Life is a choice between aging and growing. Now this is something smart. Aging is adding years to your life. Growing is adding life to your years. You understand the difference? This is smart. This is a statement. Again, I repeat, aging Aging, you get older and older and older. Is adding just years to your life. Let's say you just get aging, you're getting older and older, you're getting years to your life. But when you're growing, is adding life to your years. You could go back after many years and say, look what I accomplished. Look what I did. Look at this. Look at all the mitzvot I have under my belt. Look how many children do I have. Look how many successful people that... You understand? You understand what's going on over here? This is life. Life. You cannot say, oh, let me be tranquil, let me chill out, let me relax. This world is not about that. It's not about chilling. 
It's about growing. It's about steiging. You know, I was in Lakewood last week. I took a group meet. If anybody wants to go to Lakewood, I'll do it again. We went to Lakewood. I went with a group of about 10 guys. We went in the paper. I'll show you a picture. They have in the paper. And in the, in the, in the Lakewood, uh, I don't know what they have, a Lakewood News, whatever. The, 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 the Falachi with the boys. You have pictures. You see it? And they will learn, will learn Havruta. I have the, mashki, I have the Rosh Hashiva, Rav Yerucham Olshin. Rav Yerucham Olshin, you know what he says? You know what he says? He says, Yaakov Avinu had a dream. What was his dream? He had a dream, there's a ladder, and people are going up and up and up. Why a ladder? He says, because in life, we got to steig. We got to grow on that ladder. Keep on going higher and higher and higher. Keep on growing and growing and growing. Don't say stagnant. Don't say, okay, I'm good. Don't say, you know, I'm good. There was Rav Wachfogel. You ever hear of Wachfogel? He was a rabbi in Lake where he passed away a few years back. He came to Brooklyn when he was 90 years old. And he said he wants to make a fundraiser. For what? He wanted to make a fundraiser for a new project that he's starting now in Lakewood. He's 90, over 90 years old. What are you talking about? He's over 90 years old and he's starting a new project. You hear what's going on? When we're 90, like, hey, all right, I'm done. No, no, you're not done. You know Torah Anytime? The founders of Torah Anytime? Of Shimon Kol Yaakov? You know? You know? You, know? you heard him? Let me, let me tell you something. Anytime you go on the... They, they accomplish, Torah, Torah time accomplished a great, great amount? Yes or no? They have, the, they have, they're tremendous. They have the app, they have this, they have those, they have all these different um, uh, 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 programs they have. They change, change, change worldwide, change the whole world, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody can hear Shurim Torah. You call them up. What is who do you have? This, that. He says, Rabbi, he tells me, Rabbi, I'm just getting started. You know what I'm saying? Baruch Hashem is right. This Shimon Koyakov, the founder of Shimon Koyakov, you call him up. He did a great accomplishment that they did. Wow. Call him up. Speak to him. First thing he tells you, Torah, you tell him, Torah time is amazing. I'm growing so much. People are learning Shurim. People are learning Torah. What does he say? I'm just getting started. You know why? He understands and he knows 100%. He knows, what does he know? He knows that what? He has a mission. What's his mission? To keep going, to serve Hashem as much as he can. And he's getting that Siyat from Hashem. He's getting it. Because you know why? He's continued going and growing and growing and growing. And that is what's life about. Not like what this guy said. Life is just to, uh, just to be alive. No! Life. What did this guy say? Growing is adding life to your years. When you're growing and you're steiging, you're adding life. And guess what? Hashem says, I promise you the craziest reward. And that's what He says over here. He says, it's not that I'm giving you crazy, it's Allah, I'm giving you crazy, you're going to in. And therefore, let's take advantage of that. Let's up the ante. Let's learn more. Let's pray harder. Let's make more brachot. Let's try to bring more people more religious, more closer to Torah and more. I feel so bad. There's so many people out there that they have to bring back the Torah. They have to bring back the learning. They have to bring back for anything, for Shabbat. Go and go and grab. If you have the ability to do it, you have the ability to do it. You know, tell them to come to the shiur, why not? Tell them to listen online, tell them whatever that's do. But at the end of the day, we have to grow ourselves as well. Don't say stagnant, oh yeah, I'm good. What's good? Who good? Until the last breath, it says. Until the last breath. You have to continue learning the Torah. 
Even at the time of death, you have to be learning to Torah. Why? Because we're always constantly growing. We're steiging and steiging and steiging. This is this week's parasha all about steiging and steiging and steiging. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.